everyone, it's Halloween Girl. So today's podcast episode is going to be about curses. So I hope y'all enjoy the stories and stuff and yeah, so let's dive in. So the first one is called The Curse of the Tower of London. So this one, it's a massive tower <laughs> and it's of course in London. Um, so Apparently, it's the most infamous and terrifying haunted dwelling in history, built over a 200-year period that began in the early 11th century. This architectural wonder has 20 towers and occupies over 18 acres of land, used by an English monarch as a prison. The Tower of London has housed some of Britain's most notorious criminals, murderers, and traitors to the crown would find themselves hopelessly locked away in one of its many stone towers as they awaited their day of execution. Prisoners sentenced to death were beheaded within the tower's walls. So many of those murdered on the block are said to haunt the tower today, especially Lady Jane Grey who held the throne for only nine days in 1554 before being executed in the tower. So apparently there's like a haunting story with that one. So apparently every year on the anniversary of her death, she holds her head beneath her arm. And also two other murdered queens, Anne Boleyn and Catherine Howard, both wives of Henry VIII, also haunt the tower as headless figures surrounded by a supernatural glow. Catherine has even been seen and heard wandering the halls begging for mercy, as she did on the day of her execution. One of the tower's most gruesome murders was that of Countess of Salisbury. As her head was placed on the block, the old woman panicked and tried to flee. The executioner chased her down and savagely hacked her to death with his bloody axe. It is said that spirits in the tower still reenact these killings for all to witness. So, out of all the ghast- ghostly <laughs> sightings in the Tower of London, the most disturbing is the ghost of two small boys walking along the hallways hand in hand. So apparently they were, like I said, children that were believed to be young sons of King Edward, King Edward's brother, Richard, um, and placed his young nephews apparently in the tower after King Edward's death. So also he later smothered the in their sleep, apparently, feeling the way for himself to assume the throne. The next one is called The Curse of Lady Tichborne. So, in the year 1150, the saintly lady, Annabella, lay dying in her room at Tichborne Manor for months. She lacked the strength to even sit by her window and look out over her vast estates. 
on Eden of Rich Farmlands in Hampshire County, England. She summoned her husband, Sir Roger de Tichborn, and shared her dying wish that a loaf of bread be given to all of the poor once a year on Lady Day, a feast day of the Virgin Mary. Unlike his wife, greedy Sir Roger felt no compassion for the hungry and quickly schemed to put an end to her quest. He told Lady Adela that he would distribute an annual gift in her name equal to the amount of land she could walk upon, holding a lighted torch. Assured that she couldn't get out of bed, the sly Sir Roger felt he had heard the last of the matter, but Lady Mabella shocked them all. She crawled out of bed, took the torch, and dragged her skin and bones body around 23 acres of the estate to a stay of this parcel of land as known as the Crawls. Back in her bed, Lady Mabella gathered the household around her and uttered the Tichborn curse. If the yearly of the bread was ever stopped, that the family would die out. So, it began. The event drew lots of gypsies, um, poor British people to the county every year on March 25th, and the custom went on for 600 years until the local government got fed up with the influx of riffraff and shut it down in 1794. As a result, um, the mill to years actually began to die. So, Edward a Tichborn who had changed his name realized the curse was in action and four of his brothers died without children. With the sudden death of his six-year-old son, the only remaining heir, he reinstated that event which has been handed out ever since. Today, families from the neighborhood gather at the Tichborn Manor on Lady Day, buckets, bags, and pillowcases to collect a few pounds of flour sprinkled with holy water. The Curse of the Burning Agnes School So when the Griffin family decided to build a new home on their Yorkshire lands in 1598, their three daughters took great interest in the project. Anne, in particular, followed every detail of constructing the Burning Agnes Hall from start to finish, and grew very attached to the grand palace after moving in. One night, while returning from a visit to a neighbor, Anne was attacked on the road, um, and she was struck in the head, and, if not for her rescue by villagers, who had heard her screams, she would have died instantly. She was brought home to the loving arms of the family, but the outlook was very sad. So before dying, Anne begged her sisters to keep parts of her in Burning Agnes Hall forever. In her final farewell, 
she asked them to have her skull buried within the walls of the house she had helped to build and died five days after the attack. And her family ignored the request by burying her head and all in the church graveyard. Soon, blood curdling screams to began to ring out from the burning Agnes Hall. No one could discover the source. Alarmed and chilled to the bone in fear, the sisters feared that the screams were a ghostly call from God to fulfill her dying wish. The family, with no other solution in sight, decided to dig up Anne's grave and obey her wishes. When the coffin was opened, the small group received another grisly shock. The body had not decayed, but the head had fallen off and lost every bit of hair and tissue, leaving only a bare skull. The griffins took the skull home and the screams stopped. All was well for many years until the house was sold to another family who banished the skull from the hall. The screams returned, much to the horror of the new residents. Again, the skull was returned and all was quiet once more. Later, a new owner hid the skull away within a wall and never told anyone where it was hidden. No one has found the skull's hiding place to this day, and the screams have not returned. Some people have seen Anne floating through the house in October, the month in which she was passed away. So they do recognize the ghost is Anne, and it matches like her portrait and stuff, and um, her portrait also hangs in the house today. So that's really interesting. And that's the end of the episode. I hope y'all were able to enjoy the stories and stuff. And um, also, too, if you ever do need a friend to talk to about absolutely anything, you can reach me on my Seven Cups profile in the link description box below. And as always, I'm always here for you for anything. And I hope you have a good weekend and a good week. And don't forget to smile and to also enjoy the spooky season. Also, too, I did want to mention um, that I did send out my Halloween cards, my annual Halloween cards. So if you got one already, I'm really happy that y'all did and stuff. And um, yeah, so um, anyways, um, yeah, that's the end. And I'll see y'all in the next episode and until then stay spooky and I love you. Adios. Mwah.